Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up your pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and the Voice of Prophecy speaker, H.M.S. Richards, a Seventh-day Adventist minister. Swing low, sweet chariot, coming for to carry me home. Swing low, sweet chariot, coming for to carry me home. I looked over Jordan, and what did I see? Coming for to carry me home. A Coming for to carry me home Swing low, sweet chariot Coming for to carry me home Swing low, sweet chariot Coming for to carry me home I'm sometimes up, I'm sometimes down Coming for to carry me home But still my soul am a heavenward bound Coming for to carry me home Swing low Swing low
Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. We thank thee for thy blessed word. Open it to us today through the guidance of thy spirit. Bless everyone who hears this broadcast. In Jesus' name. There is a place of quiet rest Near to the heart of God A place where sin cannot molest Near to the heart of God O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, Sent from the heart of God. Hold us who bow before thee. Near to the heart of God. soon, Jesus will return to earth and set up a kingdom that shall never end. Death and pain and sin will be forever destroyed. What a day of victory that will be. When at last we see the King and His praise and glory sing, what a day of victory that will be. When we reach the other side where the faithful shall abide, what a day of victory that will be. What a day of victory. What a day of victory. 
will be. When Hosanna's glad we sing in the palace of the king, what a day of victory that will be. When with trials truly past we receive the crown at last, what a day of victory that will be. When before the King we stand in the everlasting land, what a day of victory that will be. What a day of victory. What a day of victory that will be. When Hosanna's glad we sing in the palace of the King, what a day of victory that will be. Here now is H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject, Into the Silent Planet. We call this earth the silent planet, as did C.S. Lewis. The setting, however, is not the same time. According to the prophecies of Scripture, the time is coming when this earth will be absolutely silent. At the present time, man is making such a big noise, especially in our urban civilization, that it's feared that within a few years it will be utterly impossible for man to live in our planet centers of population. It's a menace now, and eventually the noise will become destructive unless something is done about it. The whole history of man has been a history of noise, a history of words, of wrath and war. But a quiet time is coming, yes, real quiet. The time is coming when this earth will be quiet because there will be no one here. It will be silent, empty. It will be the silent planet. To be sure of the certainty of this statement, let us turn to the 20th chapter of the book of Revelation and read the first few verses. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up, and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. After that, he must be loosed a little season. The fulfillment of this prophecy takes place in connection with the second coming of Christ, an event that cannot be far in the future, we believe. By the way, we ask the question, what is the bottomless pit? The word is translated from the Greek abyssus or abyss. The standard dictionary defines abyss as primal chaos. We read that in the beginning the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, or the abyss, Genesis 1, verse 2. In the Septuagint, or Greek version of the Old Testament, the word abyss, as used here in Genesis 1, 2, is exactly the same as that used in Revelation 20, verse 1, which we have just read, translated bottomless pit. Will the earth again be in the condition described in Genesis, the first chapter, and Jeremiah, the fourth chapter? Let us read this last passage. I beheld the earth, and lo, it was without form and void in the heavens, and they had no light. 
That's the same condition that we read about in Genesis. I beheld the mountains, and lo, they trembled. All the hills moved lightly. I beheld, and lo, there was no man. Next verse, I beheld, and lo, the fruitful place was a wilderness. And all the cities thereof were broken down at the presence of the Lord and by his fierce anger. Here the prophet is looking at this earth as it will be after the second coming of Christ. The city is broken down at the presence of the Lord. The whole land shall be desolate, he says in verse 27. Yet will I not make a full end. Think of a modern city at that time. A wilderness of shattered concrete, twisted steel, emptiness, loneliness. This earth itself then, in its chaotic, uninhabited condition, for the prophet said there was no man, is the bottomless pit or abyss in which Satan is bound for a thousand years. But why will the earth be a silent planet? Why will there be no man, no people here for a thousand years after Jesus comes? And how will Satan be bound, first of all? What is the work of Satan? Is it not to deceive the wicked and to tempt the righteous? What then would bind him? The answer, of course, is that the removing from his reach of both the wicked and the righteous would do it. Does that happen at the coming of Christ? Certainly, yes. First Thessalonians 4.16, The Lord himself descends from heaven. The trump of God, the dead in Christ rise. Then we which are alive and remain, says the apostle, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so, in this way, shall we ever be with the Lord. All of God's people then will be taken from the earth. That's clear from the scripture. Jesus comes with his threefold glory, with mighty power. What will the effect of this glory have upon the wicked who are alive? We read the answer in Revelation 6:16. 6, they cry for the rocks and mountains to hide them from his face. The great day of his wrath has come, they say, and who shall be able to stand? Now turn to Second Thessalonians, the first chapter. And the Lord is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and the glory of his power. This leaves no man on the earth to be tempted by Satan, who is thereby bound for a thousand years until the second resurrection takes place at the end of the thousand years. Revelation 20, beginning to read with the fourth verse, And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither received his mark. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead, that's the wicked, lived not again till a thousand years were finished. So this period is bounded on each end by a resurrection. You remember Jesus said that there were to be two resurrections. John 5, 28 and 29, he said, The hour is coming when the dead shall come forth from their graves. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life, notice he mentions that first, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Two resurrections. The Apostle Paul has the same idea and gives it to us in Acts 24:15. There shall be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and of the unjust. Two resurrections. 
but it's left to the prophecy of Revelation to place these two resurrections 1,000 years apart. So the earth is empty during the thousand years. Blessed and holy is he that hath fart in the first resurrection. Now I'm reading back in Revelation 20 again, verse 6. On such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. They reign as priests. They reign in judgment. When the thousand years are expired, Satan is loosed out of his prison. The second resurrection, that of the wicked, takes place and that loosens him. He's able to go forth and deceive them. The chains of his isolation are broken. Satan is loosed by the resurrection of the wicked dead for a little season. He goes forth to deceive the nations. He gathers them together, whose number is as the sand of a sea. They surround the city of God, which is prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Revelation 21, 2. It has descended out of heaven from God to this earth. And now it is surrounded by all the hosts of evil of all ages, Satan himself leading them. Here the human race meets for the first and last time as fire comes down from God out of heaven and devours them. Revelation 20, verse 9. This is the end of sin and sinners. Here in the city are the redeemed. Outside were the lost. The city floats, as it were, upon a sea of fire, as the ark floated on a sea of water. After the first flood, a new earth was brought forth, with Noah as the head of it. And now a new earth comes forth before the admiring eyes of the redeemed and Christ is the head of it. Behold, I make all things new. Revelation 21, verse 5. And now out of the formerly silent planet comes a new sound, the sound of the redeemed. Into the silent planet came the new city. And now it becomes the home of God's redeemed forever. The song of joy that can be heard in all God's creation. Isaiah 35:10 And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. This is a real new world. This world made over, regenerated, the restitution of all things spoken by the mouth of all the holy prophets since the world began. Acts 3, 21. It is the new heavens and the new earth wherein dwelleth the righteousness. 2 Peter 3, 13. And here are three things which are promised to God's people. Behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind. Isaiah 65, 17. No sorrow or distress will be there. Out of the silent planet comes the kingdom of God. Then God's people find the complete fulfillment of their prayer, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. This is the time of which Jesus said, Come, ye blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Matthew twenty-five, thirty-four. During the last generation, a member of parliament who was a Christian, grieved to see the suffering of so many people, 
And finally he tacked up a notice throughout the village, which uh, was the center of his great estates, a ten or twelve days in the future in which he wished to meet all his tenants. He wished them to gather together. The notice read, Lord C. will be present with his steward in his office in the village between the hours of nine and twelve on Tuesday, the fourteenth instant. Will then and there pay freely all the accounts and debts to whomsoever do of any of his tenants. To avail themselves of this offer, applicants must present their accounts in the form of separate bills containing the exact statement of the amount and nature of the debt owing. You can imagine the excitement and the people gathering everywhere. Hundreds came on the day, but they were all afraid to go in. Some way they just didn't believe it. They saw Lord C. go into the office with his steward. An old gentleman, an old lady, believed it enough to go in. He paid all their debts, gave them a f check for everything. They did not allow them to go out. The people outside were waiting for them to come out to see whether or not they wanted to go in. But he kept them in until the hour of one o'clock when the time was up. Just at that hour they went out and they said, did he pay it? Certainly he paid it all. Well then we'll go in. But it was too late then. Those had their debts paid who believed what the man had said. My friends, do we believe what God has said? Let us remember now is the accepted time. Behold now is the day of salvation. Let us go in now. And someday, by God's grace, we will have a part in that song of redemption which comes out of the silent planet, God's glory forever.
Now this is Orville Iverson of the Voice of Prophecy saying, If you're discouraged, look up. God leads us forward in faith. Have faith in God for good where once was wrong. Have faith in God, to him the stars belong. Have faith in God, the silent planet song. Have faith, dear friend, in God. The voice of prophecy expects to do its very best to help people everywhere closer to God. We would like to hear from you. Remember your letters mean a lot. Tell us of God's grace and blessings in your own life. Write to the Voice of Prophecy, Box 55, Los Angeles, and share with us the blessings that God brings to you. Now we hope that our broadcast today has served to give you spiritual strength and bring blessing to your home. Another broadcast brought to you by the Voice of Prophecy comes next week. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.